fascinating, interesting debate show is live yeah. in the huddle. And yes, we are live, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls from around the world. Welcome back to another episode of In The Huddle EP 183, live from the NYC. We in the barbershops, we in the parking lots, the mom and pop shops, and we going nonstop. Y'all know the drill, this is the one and only, the real Lil, here on this mic, on this beloved Monday, right? After week 14 in the NFL, in the books, oh man. It's time for some overreactions, some debates. Oh, yeah, we're going to get right into it here on today's show of In The Huddle. I hope everybody enjoyed their weekend and had a good time because now it's time for us to get this show on the road. Whether you're listening in the car, at the bar, wherever you are, thank you for listening in. 1833-RADIO-BX is not the request line because I'm still getting used to the flow on my own damn platform. Ladies and gentlemen, we got a lot on today's agenda. We have the Freddy System. In the building on Mondays, as we announced last week, he's back in the building. How you doing, my guy? Oh, yes. The Freddy System is back. Love to collaborate with the huddle. Real Lil, you do a great job over here, baby. Mondays, the Freddy System will be on deck. We also got Zay, who should be joining us any second. Now, Zay, where are you, brother? Do I got to put an AP out for you? (laughs) What's going on with Zay? You know what I'm saying? But Zay should be back on, and obviously, we love his insight on the game and his perspectives as well, to be quite frank with you, right? Me and Kuzu could get a whole lot of debates going on, right? We can uh, get yeah. into a whole lot of debates, and we need Zay to kind of, you know, set that tone, set that balance, right, to be the tiebreaker in these debates that we have. And, boy, do we have him. I mean, we talking about Tom Brady. Is he the front runner for the MVP? We talking about Aaron Rodgers, all right? Do the Packers need home court advantage the most? In the NFL, in the NFC, we talking other topics. Urban Meyer, to have somebody to flame. Urban Meyer is that guy. Thank you, Urban Meyer. I will <laughs> take the reins, and I'll be glad to have something to talk about the flame on the show. We got some hot takes. We got a game tonight. Oh, yeah. The NFC West showdown with the Rams and the Cardinals is going down. Kyler Murray versus Matthew Stafford. We cannot, and I say, we cannot lead this show without giving predictions for that showdown tonight. Oh, West oh, shootout definitely. tonight. Definitely got to do that. So, Cuzzo, I'm just about ready to get this show on the road. Well, let's do it, Honestly. man. Tom Brady, he throws a game with a touchdown in overtime. The hold off the Buffalo's comeback attempt. Is Tom Brady the front runner for MVP? So, I'm going to let you start it off. Is he the front runner for the MVP in the NFL? Um, I'm going to be honest with you. You know, I'm not Big on Tom Brady like you, but um, right now, yeah, uh, he is um, for, for a lot of reasons, right? And we ain't talking about for my front runner. We talk about is he the front runner? And is he the front runner? Absolutely. The voters is going to vote for a forty-something-year-old guy still doing it at a high level. He's supposed to be in the mix. Um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers wouldn't be nowhere without Tom Brady. Let's be clear: their defense stinks. Okay, uh, this is not the same defense of last year. Maybe they'll pick up in the playoffs. They've been missing pieces on the offensive end, um, from Gronk to uh, wide receivers being out, etc. The most consistent thing that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers has 
is Tom Brady. And he's still playing at a very high level. I have to give him credit. He, to me, if the season ends today, he will win MVP. And that's why I will say he's the front runner for the MVP. Yeah. I mean, it's very rare that we're going to have a show with myself and my cousin. And we agree. Yeah. Right? It's very rare. And even if we agree, I won't be surprised if there's a debate within the agreement. Oh, that it, we is, have, right? it is. It is. Because <laughs> I got a lot to say about this topic. Number one, yes, Tom Brady is the Claire. Not the front runner, the Claire. We got to add the word Claire. The Claire front runner for MVP right now because I don't see nobody in sight. I mean, you can argue Jonathan Taylor. The guy has been having a great, spectacular year, but mm-hmm. he started off the year slow and he's a running back. Running backs generally do not win. MVPs, right? So we need to call it yeah. what it is. It's a quarterback award, right? I'm not here to try to play games with anybody and, and, and do that whole shenanigan thing. It's a quarterback award. The NFL might as well just come out and say that. So he's eliminated. Kyler Murray. Listen, I love Kyler Murray. He'll probably be my second guy on the list. But guess what? The brother missed like four to five weeks. Are you kidding me? Kyler Murray, he's a strong number two, but it's not what it do. He's not number one. So Tom Brady is a clear front runner for a lot of various reasons. Number one, I do want to piggyback off a comment that you made about the Buccaneers defense and the guys being hurt on the offensive end. I mean, it's nothing I ain't seen before. Last year, it was the same thing on the offensive side of the ball where you had guys that was hurt throughout the year. But one thing was for sure, they got healthy at the right time in January in the playoffs. And when I look at the defensive side of the ball, I'm kind of feeling the same vibes. You ever know that movie, um, what's it called? Final Destination? Right, where you mm-hmm. saw it, but you didn't see it, yeah. but it's happening. Yeah, I've seen it before. It's happening. The Buccaneers are showing us that by the time they get to the playoffs, they will know when to play their best football, right? It was evident last year. They got torched up by Patty Mahomes, right? They got torched up by who else? It was Patty Mahomes, and it was somebody else. They had two straight losses going into a bye right before the playoffs, and they never looked back. I think back. it was Chicago. Now, Chicago was early. That was October. Oh. It was no, Patty no, Mahomes. Was it New Orleans? And New Orleans, right? It was it was those two back-to-back losses. Got chounced in both of those games, even though the Buccaneers was like the Bills game where they were losing and they tried to come back and obviously the Chiefs put the game away. But back to the MVP discussion because we can save that topic later on in this topic. The reason why Tom Brady is the front runner for MVP, let's bring up the stats here. Stat man, stat man, yeah, that's me. Entering this matchup, Brady led the league with 3,771 passing yards entering this matchup. 34 passing touchdowns. The Bills, going into this matchup, had the best pass defense in the NFL. First in yards allowed per attempt. But yet, Tom Brady curved that secondary like I curved that Thanksgiving turkey this past Thanksgiving. To be honest with you, smooth like butter. That's what Tom Brady did throughout four quarters of the game. I mean, come on. What else? What else do you want to know? I mean, he had that one great pass to Mike Evans that stood out, right? That touchdown to Mike Evans where he threw it over the defender. It was a great lob. Mike Evans, the freakish athlete that he is, the underrated wide receiver that he is, was able to make that catch. But it was a perfectly thrown ball because it couldn't be in place at any other position. It was literally right there where his guy can get it. Obviously, that touchdown in overtime, the Bashard Perryman, right? He was able to catch the ball on a 58-yard pass. Tom Brady is showing you by breaking records. He's breaking records every single week, it seems like. The way how he started this season, breaking records, 
once again, that touchdown in overtime, he broke a record. People didn't know that, but he actually broke a record uh, for passing touchdowns. It's a historic year for Tom Brady, and everybody else is just Baywatching right now. Well, listen, like I said, now let me let me let me let me come right back at you. I said to me, the voters right now will vote for Tom Brady. He ain't my front runner. It's even, and the person that you left out is Aaron Rodgers. Okay, Aaron Rodgers is still having a great season. Aaron Rodgers' team still got a better record. Aaron Rodgers' Green Bay Packers was dealing with a lot of injuries. Okay, and they still prevailed. They still got they got a better record than Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So at the but end of the day, three losses. They both got oh. three losses. Who, who, oh, they both got. I'm sorry, yeah. like same same record, same record. So at the end of the day, give Aaron Rodgers his credit. At the end of the day, he's playing lights out football as well. So to me, would they give him back-to-back MVPs? I don't think they would. But to me, you got to look at him. And the fact that you ain't mentioned him and you went to Calamari over Aaron Rodgers, I don't know. You might have bumped your head, cuz Nah, my brother. I woke up on the right side of the bed. I'll tell you that this morning, brother. Matter of fact, I was able to set my alarm off and get 20 minutes extra sleep, to be exact. Because I was like, you know what, Lil? Maybe I could use that 20 minutes of sleep extra. I got that 20 minutes extra sleep. So, you know, mm-hmm. I'm feeling good. This is the best I ever felt in my life, to be honest, okay. cousin. But so I will you tell you this. So, so why you didn't mention to, um, Aaron Rodgers? Because Kyler Murray, what he's doing, right? Well, the year didn't that he's say having, Kyler Murray missed five weeks? He did. But and at the same time, Rogers? at the same time, there is something called, and this is how I judge MVPs, right? Yeah, Everybody has their own criteria for MVP. Some people just make up things on the fly. Some people have a, a base that they don't follow. But me, what I look at when I look at MVP is if you won it last year, there is something called outdoing what you did last year. No. Right? No. It's setting the ball no. higher. No, right? no, no, so, no, 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 no. I'm no. serious. It's setting the ball you higher. You don't know every season is its own individuality season. Every season is like that. Okay, so at the end of the day, if you don't penalize a player for playing great this previous season, okay, is this Tom Brady greatest season of all times? No. So we so penalize since, Tom, since 2007 uh, at his age no, of 42. Right, no, see, no, no, no. See, see, now you're throwing too many things in there. You just doing age. We, we, if you leave age out of it, and I said that for sympathy status, the voters is probably going to vote for him. Now we saying who is the MVP front runner? If you don't mention Aaron Rodgers, then you're not being realistic. Bro, it's Kyler Murray ahead of him. First of all, no, I'm no. going to say this about Kyler Murray. And this is another way, right? If you want a more exact analytical way that I look at MVP, right? Because you thought that one was unfair. Okay, yeah. fine. I'll throw another one at you. When I look at MVP, I look at the value that you have in every department. For example, right? Because Kyler Murray, what he can do with his legs as well as his arm, yells out MVP to me. Because you have to def- you have to defend all corners of the football field. Tony Dungy made a point last week, right? He didn't go into depth on why he made a comparison, but Tony Dungy, I'll be glad to do the job for you, brother, and elaborate <laughs> on your comparison. He said, Kyler Murray and Steph Curry is alike. They are two. They basically the same players in their respective sports. Mm-hmm. He didn't elaborate, but I, being the football historian that I am, could elaborate mm-hmm. for him. That's it. Excellent comparison. Why? Because when you are playing Stephen Curry on the basketball court, you have to guard the whole basketball court, basically. You have to pick him up, 
right? Before he gets to the three-point line, and that's how you defend Curry. Clear. When you defending Kyler, you have to guard the whole football field because he can beat you with his arm and he can beat you with his legs. That's why his ability to get out, how do you defend these guys? Right? With the weapons and his arm and his ability to get out, how do you defend Kyler? That's MVP. That's MVP every year type of movements, not to mention no, that he no is question. putting up the numbers, no, not to mention despite the fact that he was out for a couple right. weeks. So so, so let's be fair and clear, really quick. Um, if Kyler Murray didn't miss any games, he'll be the front runner, you're saying? Yeah. Okay, I so stop that. right there. Yeah. So, stop okay. right there. So you penalize Kyler Murray for missing some games, and I'm not mad at that. But you only penalize them with Tom Brady. So you put Tom Brady one and Kyler Murray two. You don't penalize Kyler Murray for Aaron Rodgers to pit him two. So well, only Tom Brady get the get the get the, the upper hand here. I'm about to I'm about to bring up the stats as we bring up the stats. Please, we do got Zay in the Zane, building. <laughs> we do got Zay in the building. What's up, Zay? But he's here. He's here. Yo, he's here. Zane, how you doing? Man, I need you, B. I'm going to pull up the stats in the meantime. No, man. Hey, I, I, I'm glad I was able to make it. Uh, a lot of technical difficulties on my end. Uh, no the this is definitely not not something that's supposed to be normal, so I apologize for that regard. Um, but uh, I just want to get a refresher real quick. Uh, are we, are, is the conversation Tom Brady is one for the MVP? He's number one for MVP at the current moment. Is that the conversation? Right. Okay. Is So my question would be, is Jonathan Taylor's name anywhere near MVP uh, based on his stats, and we're going off numbers, right? Is Jonathan right. Taylor's impact and his numbers? Listen, and to be fair, to be fair, listen, Real Lil said, and I agree with him. Running backs don't really get the MVP unless they go for over two thousand. Okay. This is not the nineties and eighties, you know. So we, it's almost like a quarterback thing. And what I'm saying to him is, if Kyler Murray is penalized. For missing some games, because he should have been a front runner. They got the best record. How do, how only Tom Brady benefit from that? Why? How? So you, you're Tom Brady, but he's the number one because Kyler Murray missed some games. So Aaron Rodgers not number two. The reason why is because I had Kyler Murray. I actually, to be honest with you, well, help us we out, can go bro. back. We can reroll the tapes. Zay, I don't believe Zay was in this episode. It was myself, Zach, and Coach. I had, when we did our mid-season MVPs, I had Kyler, number one. I had Tom Brady, number two. And I had, who else I had, number three? I had Derrick Henry, number three. And I had Matthew Stafford at number four. And Lamar Jackson, number five. Where the hell is Aaron Rodgers going to pop back up all the way within a couple weeks, all the way to number two? Well, I think it makes sense. It it makes sense to me because they record, right now they're 10-3. and Okay, he's mm-hmm. playing lights out football. They mm-hmm. had injuries too over there on Green Bay. Okay, they're missing defensive plays, they're missing offensive plays, they're missing running backs, they're missing wide receivers. And the consistent dude is Aaron Rodgers. Look at the numbers. <laughs> yeah, let's let's look at the numbers. Let's, Please let's help bring me out. The numbers. I mean, the wait, numbers, uh, right. if we if we if we're not going off numbers, you know, we know the impact Aaron Rodgers brings to Green Bay, though. I think that, that's yeah, one I mean, big we thing. We know the impact that Kyler Murray brings to the Cardinals. Like, yeah, the Cardinals are winning without Kyler Murray. Right, you just mentioned Cuzzo. You mentioned that Kyler Murray missed games. Tom Brady's the only one can benefit from that. The only person who benefits from him because Tom Brady. Well, Kyler Murray missed some games. Tom Brady's the front runner. No, everybody benefits from Kyler Murray missing games. Everybody, including Aaron Rodgers, he benefits in the sense that he may move up a little bit, but not past Kyler. 
I think no, I think Kala. I think no, I think Kala when you talk about you know he bro, beat Kyler Murray, right? You know he, he beat came him. back. He, he beat came him back at Arizona. So we, so we really gonna play that comparison game? Is it this is the basketball? This is the basketball here we no, talking about? I'm just saying, you said that, last that, week that the that, NFL is so the perfect. most team sport, right? When we it, oh, so now we, we change the narratives. But Aaron Rodgers went into Arizona and gave them the business. I mean, Kyler Murray, did you see what happened on that last play? I mean, he literally was backed up in his own one-yard line. Three plays, they're ready in the red zone. But A.J. No, no, no. Green. I don't do what-ifs over here. That's my segment on the Freddie Report Store Sports. If it was a fifth, we already know. It didn't happen, bro. Don't give me a what-if happened. Did it happen? No. Oh, you have a segment called what-if. Are you bigger than what-ifs? Right? <laughs> okay. That's oh, what now you don't want Leave what it if. for the segment. But Leave it for the but segment. But now we have a segment. right now on the debate, he did You know what? That win. should be a set. I just gave you an idea, Cuzzo. Thank you for the. You should be thanking me for the assist. What if AJ Brown or AJ Green turn around? What if? That's a segment right there that it we is. can have. Literally, an idea. You're welcome, Cuzzo. You're welcome. I'm glad to help when I can. It's always good to give a helping hand. Call me a state form agent for crying out Yo. loud, right? But <laughs> at the end of the day, Kyler Murray is so impactful. Whether yeah. or not the Cardinals won a couple games without him, he's so impactful. That he screams MVP, right? He came back immediately after missing a couple weeks, no drop off, right? right? Aaron Rodgers, he would he be in my top three MVP wise? Sure, he would be in my mention, top three. Oh, oh, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, stop right there, stop right there, right here on this show today, less than yeah. twenty minutes ago, you did not mention Aaron Rodgers in your top three. Now all of a sudden, you got I mean, him in your top three. Maybe I didn't say I was mentioned in the top two. three. You huh? know, I, it just happened like that. The debate, I brought up Kyler. By the time I bought up Kyler, you know, everybody was ready to, you know, to argue with me. I didn't even get a chance to go to number three, right? You went to number three. You First of all, I didn't even have an intention to say three guys, much less two. It just happened that I, I wanted to give Kyler some respect because I know a lot of people like, you know, know the fact that I'm a Brady guy. So they're going to be like, yo, of course, Leo, what the hell we expect? We knew you was going with Brady. So I wanted to go with number two. Shout a light on number two. I, I'm we, get, we get it into Aaron Rodgers in the next topic. Listen. I was going to save some of my ammo for that topic with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, literally, it's next on the agenda. So I got to talk about Aaron Rodgers two times in a row when I don't really have to. When we going to get right into it. Oof, help me out, man. Zay, help me out, bro. I mean, um, you know, Tom Brady being a frontrunner for MVP, it, it's really a lot of people will look at it between him and Aaron Rodgers. I think I would think front runner. That's all because, because of impact. Because we, we talk about impact, right? When we look at Kyler Murray, him being out, and then the Cardinals still winning games, the defense still playing stout, the offense still moving the chains, it, it hinders his MVP status a little bit. Because you, we all understand that football is a team sport, but the MVP is supposed to be the leader of that team. He's supposed to be the guy who really is um literally, literally bringing wins to this team. Aaron Rodgers is literally bringing wins to Green Bay. Without Aaron Rodgers, I don't know if Green Bay is a playoff team. I, I think they're probably bottom in, in standings in, in the NFL, not even just NFC, NFL in general. And I think when you look at the um, Tampa Bay team, you know how stacked they are. You know, I'm not going to say without Tom Brady, they're going places because we, I don't know. You know, they have a lot of players over there. There's a lot of players in Tampa Bay that, that we don't know exactly what this team could be without Tom Brady, but we know that Tom Brady is the reason why they're um, winning games and that we can't argue that. With their quarterback probably having a 30 for 30 moment. Right, 30-30 vision, as you would allude to. That's where they'd be without Tom Brady because that's where they were without Tom Brady. Before. Oh, right. Matter of fact, right. Bruce Arians, right, when you look at Bruce Arians, and this is a key stat that nobody brings up. Why? Oh, because they don't want to take the time. You see, part of being great on a radio show, in a football show, is doing the research. 
Get in the stats together. Know what you're talking about. Right? Okay. You can't just get up in here and, and, and free ball. Right? You can't just wear a white beater to the show in a do-rag. Right? Granted, I'm not going to, you know, come at your style. Your style is your style. But be prepared. Okay? Hit me with it. One thing that people never talks about is the track record of Bruce Arians and the quarterbacks under him, which had career highs and interception when he was coaching because of that no-risk-it, no-biscuit philosophy of take shots down the field, and whatever you get, hopefully it's a biscuit. That's the reason why Peyton Manning had his highest years, even though he was a rookie, um, interception-wise. Ben Roethlisberger, same thing. Jameis Winston, of course, 30 for 30. Wow, you saw it, brother. You saw it, right? Those quarterbacks had high numbers of interceptions under Bruce Arians. Tom Brady has thrown the lowest interceptions as a quarterback under Bruce Arians because of his smarts, right? His ability. Number one, last year, Tom Brady had a lot of interceptions. You know that, right? Yeah, but he didn't have as bad as what well, we thought it was. Highest, it was like but he's Tom, listen, he's Tom Brady. He's the GOAT. So we bet he better be better than all of them. So you're not really making a great comparison. I mean, we, no, we, we support, forgot about chemistry now. We it, forgot it, about chemistry be, with the teammates. He's supposed to be better we than forgot about Mike Evans. Is, and is Tom you know Brady the GOAT or not? Do you know what Karan is? Or not? Is Tom Brady the GOAT? So there's no such is thing he the goat, as camaraderie. Bro. Is There's Tom, no such thing as that. Is Tom Brady the GOAT? By the way, by the oh way, Cuzzle, let's take a trip down memory lane because since we're here. Let's take a trip down memory lane. Because I remember on this show vividly, I mean, it was only a couple months ago. If I can't remember it, then I must got to go to the doctor and get checked. But I remember a couple months ago when I did my quarterback list, I had Tom Brady number one okay. on my quarterback list. It's there on Instagram, on Can You Dick Sports, and on Facebook. So it so happened that when I came out with the list and I actually saw your comment, oh, Tom Brady is not number one, even though I clearly went into my formula for my rankings when I said that the list that I did, top 10, was going to be who I thought was going to finish in the MVP standing. And I even had that show when you came on and you got on me for that, saying that I didn't know what I was talking about. Tom Brady is not going to win MVP. I remember that. We can reroll okay. the clips there. Okay. No, so no, now you, we get back to this very point in this, this debate right now. What are we okay. talking first about? Of all, first of all, I said, I said, coming on to the show today, I said he's the MVP favorite because the voters will vote for him because he's 40 some odd years old. That's so kind of how it works. 40 something years old. No, no. That has nothing well, to do with that. Listen, he's, he's been up numbers, right? But it does have a lot to do with him being 40 some odd years old. It have a lot to do with his mystique and aura. Okay? You got to understand that. I mean, it he just, leads it, the league in passing yards. The Buccaneers offense is number one in the league. I mean, come on now. Second in scoring in the league. So we have all these stats and all these metrics. We want to use yeah. it to fit our argument. But we don't want to um, give Tom Brady the full credit because we okay. don't like Tom Brady. Dude, that's no. what we're doing here. That's, listen, that's, that's listen. not the truth. Let's just be fair. Oh, that, that's dude. not the truth. Enlighten me. When, what is the truth? Yo, how many weapons do we got? Oh, now we talking about weapons. I'm just asking. See, see. Okay. This well, how many questions. weapons do Aaron Rodgers have? Oh, the best wide receiver in the league for crying out loud. And a top 10 head coach for crying out loud. But nobody talks about it. And Vince Kingsbury a better coach than Matt LaFleur? And we all know this show is a wrap. This show is a wrap. And we going to sit here and say Kingsbury is better than Matt LaFleur. Listen, until you win a championship game, because Matt LaFleur messed up last year in the championship game, took the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hand. Oh, that's because Aaron Rodgers on four downs. They want to run for the end zone. You see, that's the difference. 
with Tom Brady coach. and Aaron Rodgers right there. I don't right care there. about you. I don't care about you being a great coach in regular season. I don't care about you being great coaches when you win one a big, four big, 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 big in the NFC Championship game. That, that Matt LaFleur or was that is that no. Aaron Rodgers record? No, it was Matt LaFleur's decision making in the championship game. He took the ball out of his best player hand and gave it to the other best player. That's no. a foolish see, move, and he admitted it after the game. You see what happened is. We have to look at what led to something, right? What no, what, no, could, no. what could have been changed? It was fourth and goal, bro. Third and goal, whatever. Aaron Rodgers had an ability to one in the end zone for that touchdown in the championship game. I, I gave if, if he Rodgers did that, the, I, if he I did gave, that, you see, no, Tom Brady did in this game, right? If we want to go into this game as well, the one thing that Tom Brady has been doing as of late and was evident yesterday is that when he sees and recognizes a zone coverage. He's smart enough to know that, yeah, he's not the most mobile quarterback in the room or on the field, but he will run an attempt for that first down. And Rodgers had an opportunity to do that in the red zone where it was literally parted like the Red Sea. The brother, promised land, here we go. No. No disrespect. I gave Aaron Rodgers the business when he did that. But still, coaching comes into play. And I thought it was a bad look on Don't mention him as a top coach until he wins something. Okay, he ain't win nothing to me yet. Until he wins something, don't mention him as a top ten coach. Took a six and ten Packers team, turn it into uh, a championship appearance in the NFC Championship game two years in a row. What are we talking about here? Okay, and and that I seen I seen co- I seen coaches get fired the very next year after that. I seen it happen before. What are we talking Listen, about? I seen coaches take teams to the Super Bowl the and get fired a year later. Like we okay. all know, you see the way how you look at sports cousin right now is not fitting into this big debate right now. Yeah. When you look no, at the, the game, debate, you the can't debate. say, "Well, oh, I'm going to take away from your brilliance because you haven't won yet." Well, then let's no. take away Sean McVay's um brilliance, I, I right? Because he, you know what I'm saying? I'm talking all about I'm public is, perception. All I'm saying is, when you make a mistake on the game biggest stage, right in the playoffs. And you got to go to the press conference and apologize for your decision making as a head coach. It's problematic for me. I just want to shed some light because we could debate on this topic all day long. We got to show the. Did he do that or not? We all can agree. I don't know about Zay here. He want to throw JT in here. We all know running backs don't win this award. But Clip. myself and Freddie will agree that Tom Brady is the front runner. Me, Claire, front runner for the MVP award. As we look at the Bills side of things here, the things that I want to talk about a little bit here is the keys of the game, right? Hit me with it. I want to start off with the keys to the Buccaneers ultimately winning the game. I mean, it's clear. The start, right? When you give yourself a cushion, you could be able to weather a storm late in the round, late in the match, because you gave yourself a reasonable cushion. And that's exactly what they did. Leonard Fournette, that big 45-yard run, Obviously, Tom Brady and them dominating the trenches. Obviously, what Buffalo is missing as a football team in the most physical sport there is, is the physicality of the team. There's none. They're not physical at the line of scrimmage. And they're missing that in a physical game, right? And Tom Brady, not Tom Brady, the Buccaneers was able to be physical with him. Sacked him three times in the first half. Obviously, just dominated the line. Got the pressure on Josh Allen. Never allowed him to get into a rhythm. So that's why that's the keys of the game. The fact that they was able to be up and they gave them some wiggle room to obviously the late game antics in the world with Spider Goat Tom Brady himself. 
But the keys to the game for Buffalo and what got them back into the game before they ultimately lost the game is that they used the pass to manufacture the run game in the second half. If you look in the first half, they didn't even have one carry. The running backs. What are we doing here? You talking about not one carry in the first half for the running backs. But in the second half, they was able to do a screen to um, Stephon Dix. And then Josh Allen used his legs. And then Devin Singletary, he caught a pass. And then they started to run the football. He had one good, I think it was about 20-something yard run, 30-something yard run. And so they used the pass to manufacture the run. A lot of people think that you got to run to manufacture the pass. Most people do that in the NFL in logical terms here. But if you know your running game stinks, then maybe going forward, you just found yourself a formula that may work for you, which is to set up the run game if you cannot outright run the football, which is use your talents, your skills, positions like Stephon Diggs and, and your pass catching backs and allow that to create some space and some lanes for you to run the football. So am I going to sit here and call the Bills season over? Of course not. I'm too knowledgeable of the sport to do so. They have mm -hmm. a great team. They battle back into, into the game. I mean, the game should have been over, but they battle back because they have the talent to do so, and they have the quarterback to do so. But that formula right there, right, passing to set up the run, if they can use that going down the line with an easy schedule, they can still make the playoffs. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about, easy schedule. They still got New England. They got to go to New England, number one. Okay, uh, so there ain't no easy schedule for them. But let's go to your definition of a great, because they're not a great team, and it is over for the Buffalo. Roster wise, roster. No, roster yeah. wise, they're a great team. The talent, talent don't mean nothing because the LA Rams got a lot of talent. I don't look at them. I don't say great when I see them. Let me let me hit you with this. Okay, really quick. My bad, Jay. Let me hit you with this. Uh, far as the Buffalo Bills, they season's a wrap. It's over. And Josh Allen. He's young, and he have yet to learn how to win. The reason why they lost this game yesterday had nothing to do with the Patriots. They put themselves in position to win, and they lost the game. Okay? They was in the red zone. They should have scored a touchdown. And then the overtime, you get the ball. You Listen, if you're dealing with the GOAT, and you're dealing with Tom Brady, he's not supposed to touch the rock. Everybody know the rules. He's not supposed to get a chance at that rock. They gave him an opportunity to beat them when they should have just beat them. In the red zone, score touchdown, wouldn't go to overtime. And then you get the ball back in overtime, or you better go down and score. You better go down and score. And clearly they couldn't do that. And clearly they gave Tom Brady the, um, the ball. And clearly they lost. So at the end of the day, that's the way I look at it. You have a young quarterback that don't know how to win yet. Maybe next year, maybe two years from now. But right now, he don't know how to win. And when I say win, I don't mean he ain't got talent. I don't mean he can't run. I don't mean he can't throw. That don't mean he can't win games. But when it comes down to the moment of him being the deciding factor on winning, him alone, he ain't ready yet. He ain't ready. And it's clearly was there on display yesterday. I, I just want to say with the Buffalo Bills, regarding the Buffalo Bills, you know, I was corrected. Uh, last week, I believe, um, after the Patriots and Bills game, and um, a couple friends of mine, they are Bills fans, and they said, you know, their defense, despite what they're ranked in the NFL, they do not show up against good teams, teams with good coaches, and teams with great players. Uh, meaning that, um, you know, when they play against Tom Brady, for instance, somehow, some way, they don't show up and complete their job on defense, and they're not doing exactly what they need to do to prohibit Tom Brady from doing what he needs to do and moving the chains. And um, it kind of went down that that road uh, against all, a lot of teams they played this season. Um, the team, look at the teams they lost to, too. You know, the Colts. They had a very talented running back. They couldn't stop them for whatever reason. You know, they lost 
somehow they lost to the Jaguars. And then that, that that's another question with loss that the defense has to just um you know face. You know, they lost to the Titans when the Titans were slumping. You know, when the Titans weren't, weren't looking good. The Titans went in there and beat Buffalo. So um there's a lot of teams that this Buffalo Bills team on defense, they don't show up for it. And I think it's only an issue as the schedule goes on because even though they play the Panthers next um, it's not an easy game for them because we don't know what kind of Bills defense is going to show up. Are they going to be aggressive? Are they going to be fast? Are they going to dominate the Panthers or are the Panthers going to dominate them with the run? So there's a lot of questions with this Buffalo Bills defense. And then Josh Allen, you know, I think um, he's not a disappointing player, but I, I would say for me, he's having a disappointing season because I anticipated him having an MVP caliber season before the season started. This is a guy I believe was going to bring this team to a potential Super Bowl this season because of how good he looked last year and how good the Bills looked earlier this year. So um, when this Bills team, as the season continued, it just seems like they started. They lost an edge. They started to lose. I don't know if they lost confidence in the plays or they lost confidence on the field, but they don't look like the same Bills team on a week-to-week basis, and that's a big issue. you know. And, um, I think when we look how the schedule maps out, we look how, how good the defense, the Dolphins are playing, so far in the second half of the season and the way the Bills are not playing so well, they could potentially lose out of the second seat, second place in their division. And that's something that I didn't anticipate. So now instead of fighting for a, a playoff spot like a playoff like a playoff buy, they gotta play they gotta fight for a playoff spot. And that's scary to say the least. I cannot believe y'all literally disrespected Josh Allen by saying that he has to be better old MVP this, MVP that when he single handedly bought that team back yesterday. And brought them back into this game. See, Number one, when you don't have a running game, and obviously everybody knows what you're going to do, and you cannot dictate what the defense is going to do, they ain't know how to play you. So number one, we need to put the blame where the blame needs to be put on, which is the coaching, not Josh Allen. What are we doing here? He I has mean, no running game. Not bums. Uh, they, they should run They're the ball not more. Bums, they, but they don't. Run, they don't get yards. Even when they do run the football, yeah, they don't get yards. They ran the ball about 19 times yeah. two weeks ago against New England. In that, you know, um, situation going on with the weather, and they didn't get no, over 100 yards running the ball 19 times. They don't yeah. know how to run the football. But, but number cause, two, that's not how it works. Number that's number not two, how it works, cause. number two. Also, when you look at the schedule, right? We talk about they beat up on the bad teams. Yeah, clearly they did, and they lost to the good teams. But other than New England, what other good team do we see on their schedule? I mean, first of all, the New England game is a divisional game. I always look at divisional games as 50-50. 50 is a divisional game. I expected them to split. I still think that's a real thing. You got the Panthers, the Falcons, and the Bills to close out. Are you kidding me here? I don't care. Listen, the Panthers, one thing the Panthers, the Falcons, and the Jets don't have is the ability to attack the Bills' weakness, which is the right. trenches game. The Buccaneers was able to do that. The Patriots were able to do that. They probably still could in the second meeting, but, you know, divisional game. These other three teams on their schedule, when they beat up, matter of fact, when you look at the stats of nine sacks in the first three games and 12 sacks in the last 10 games, that's because I would assume that the level of competition is stiffening. So maybe you're not as dominant on both sides of the ball as we think you are now that the competition steppings up. Okay, cool. But it's not stepping up now. It's actually going to go back to where it was before when you talk right. about the Falcons and the Jets. Come on, bro. Zach Wilson is not a quarterback. Clearly not, but hold up a second, cousin. It's a thing that happens with confidence, right? Everybody knows in any sport, okay, the mental is, is more than the physical. Right now, they're trending down, and they don't look good. From a mental perspective, they don't look confident. 
So when you say 50-50, look at those division games, even versus the Jets. You better go 50-50 on that one, too. And I know it's the Jets. No. And the re- Yeah, but you just the said every division I see game. Zach Wilson. But you just said every division game is 50-50, but now you're going back on that. What I'm saying is I believe yeah, they're going to lose New England. I did say that. I, I, Zach I, I, Wilson I, is the exception. You don't even know how to make a, right. a short I, out I, 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 believe, I believe they're going to lose to New England, and that's their season, bro. That's, that's not their it. season. It's because the, if you look the, at the AFC Colts. is jammed tight, and what's their record right now? Seven and six? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if okay. they have one loss, one more loss, they would. you're talking about seven. But if you yeah. look at the Colts, if the Colts have – Another loss. They play the Cardinals and the Patriots on a schedule. Right, but so what about, listen, there's a lot of teams out there with the same type of record. Only three is going to get in. Okay, but they, these they are the still teams give themselves a chance, even if right. they have no. They got loss. a shot. They got a shot, bro. But they again, I don't know how much I trust them. They got they lost to Jacksonville for Christ's sake. I don't know how much I trust them. Okay, Did but they the teams are matched up again right now. Right now, the Bills no, are tied no, no, no. with the Browns, the Bengals, and the Colts. Well, the Browns and the Bengals, one of them is going to win the division. I don't think the other one will pass Buffalo. So, look, I'm not saying that the Buffalo Bills are a playoff threat. Let's be clear here. But, Freddie, what sparked my debate is the fact that you said they playoffs chances are over. They playoff chances are not over. Right? It's not. Mathematically, it's not over. Mathematically over, but the team looks suspect. If they don't change it around. And what a way with an easy schedule, knowing teams that you should beat to get back on track. Well, I just I'm told them about up. the Buccaneers earlier, and when I'm they t- had two straight losses, they losing that by taking advantage of an easy schedule. They yeah, the schedule they really matters New England in the game, NFL. Bro. That New England game, they're going to lose. They may, they may not. No, not let's, they let's say, worst case scenario, they lose to New England. They're not losing after that. They still have a chance to get to play. Listen, with you, you you say that they so beat New England, and they beat, you, yeah, I say I say with my chest, but they they lost to Jacksonville, bro. Yeah, earlier in the year. No, 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 come on, stop this back. <laughs> early in the year, okay? No, 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 early in the season? Bro. Are you kidding me? How Bro. the heck we going to not do They lost to Jacksonville, kid. After they what? buy. They Guess lost what? to Jacksonville after they buy. What are we when talking look about? At they, when you look at their schedule, I think it's favorable so we gonna, enough. So we're going to just write that off? <laughs> no, we're not going to write that off. And Atlanta's what going to play a little well. Atlanta winning some games. But they're not being they're not being the Bills, bro. They better not be the Bills. One thing that the Jaguars did. One thing that the Jaguars. So we gonna look at the game and say, oh, the Jaguars. Okay, but but what did the Jaguars do in that game? They was physical. Josh Allen, not Josh Allen, the other Josh Allen, the defensive Josh Allen, got about three sacks and a fumble. They were physical, and you missing the point. What I'm saying, based on their schedule, I'm not looking at only names. I am looking at the game. Physical, Listen, from a physical standpoint, these teams, saying, other than bro. New England, cannot Listen. dominate Buffalo Listen. and take advantage of their weakness. Listen. Buffalo Listen. is a good team, but they lack in a key element of the yo, game. Yo, yo, your definition of good is different from mine, bro. I mean, you got this. I know that's why we debate a lot. We, right, we because look at the game. I don't definitely. understand how you call this a good team, and they right now they stinking it up, bro. They, bro, talented wise, they, they are good wise. teams. That's, that's team basically what I'm saying. They confidence is low, kid. It's low. They look, they walking and kicking rocks right now. They biting their fingernails, B. Listen. Come on. We know that we talk about confidence. Let's not underestimate the fact that they came back into this game and probably should have won this game. No, but they right? lost. They're going to take that. And if they are listening to the show, obviously they're not. But if they know what I know, right, and they see what worked in the second half, they can apply that formula because guess what? 
I'm a big fan of the Buccaneers because I'm a big fan of Tom Brady. I saw how we were 7-5 last year at one point. Two back-to-back losses. And we went into a bye, and we saw what worked in that second half where we was trailing, I believe it was 27-7. Hold up, cousin. We was trailing 27-7 against the Chiefs. We came back into the fourth quarter, almost won the game. We still lost. But we saw something there Mm -hmm. of what worked from a play-calling standpoint. And we took that into an easy schedule where we played right. Atlanta twice right. and the Lions. Games right. that we knew we should have won because talented-wise, we were better. And mm-hmm. we took that mojo into the playoffs. What that I'm saying sense. is that the Buffalo Bills saw something or should see something in right. this comeback despite okay. the loss that they uh-huh. can take on an easy schedule despite New England, which is the divisional game that they know okay. they can win, into the playoffs. That's right. what I'm saying. You know, all of that makes sense. But you gotta you 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 for a person who loved Tom Brady, stop comparing Tom Brady. Because you love Tom Brady. If he's the goal this or is not, not about Tom goal, Brady, it's about the no, team. No, is Tom Brady the goal? Yes or no? Is he the goal? He is the goal. But it's okay, about the Did team. he do that with Tampa Bay last year? Yeah, but it was an easy schedule, can, bro. You can't, no, can you won those don't games. mention it with Buffalo. Because Josh Allen is not Tom Brady. Okay, you mentioned the things that Tom Brady did. I can tell you stuff that Michael Jordan did. I don't expect everybody else well, to do it. What are we doing here? What, why are we talking about you Michael Jordan and, and, and the greatness of these quarterbacks? No, when we you should be can't ta- do that. I went down you, the you list. You mentioned Tom Brady like this is supposed to be an easy thing. How did the, Tom Brady. How did the, the Bears make the playoffs reason. last year despite losing five straight games? Because He's they took advantage of an easy schedule. Reason, bro. That's why the Bears was eight and eight, made the playoffs <laughs> because they took advantage of an easy schedule. Who was their quarterback? No. No. Mitch who? Mitch who? Mitch? No, listen. Mitch Trubisky? Talk- yeah, but wait, but wait, but Lil, the, the eight, Panthers bro. is still a good defensive team, though. That's one thing. The Panthers oh, they are not, they're not they a slouch. They just lost to the Falcons. They just yeah, lost to the Falcons, still, bro. They're still ranked second in yards against them. Like, that's not like an easy schedule. The Bills lost to the Jaguars, like we said, and the Jaguars are well, ranked last the in defense and offense. What are we doing here with Tua? First of all, listen, I'm not trying to throw shots at Tua, but come on. You're losing games to Tua out here, okay? He's throwing 300 yards on you. Come on, bro. It's Tua. Everyone if Tua can game. do it, if Tua can do it, then Josh Allen can have a good game as well. He had a good season last year. I'm pretty sure he can have a good game when he needs right. to against the Panthers. We'll see what happens, y'all. We'll see what happens. We can be on this one topic alone for the whole entire show. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for us to move on after these brief messages. We're back here on In The Huddle. It's time to move on to the next topic. I hope a brother ain't losing his voice already. But it is what it is. Carry on. Carry on. The Aaron Rodgers, Packers, Aaron Rodgers in particular, tosses four touchdowns to take down Chicago on Sunday Night Football. Do the Packers need home court advantage the most in the NFC? And you know what? I would love to start this one off. I would love to. I think yes. Absolutely. They need home court advantage the most. Out of any team. Number one, I just saw the Buccaneers last year go on the road and win every single playoff game. Granted, mm-hmm. it's easier to do so when there's no fans in the stands, even though they were partially um, fans in the stands in the Washington game. Actually, no, none of the Washington game. I'm going to correct myself there. But in the Packers game, they had a decent amount of fans that felt like it was more than what it actually was. But they won in the playoffs on the road. Zay allude to the fact that they got so much weapons, which they do. Nobody's going to sit here and deny that. Not even a Brady fan like myself will deny the fact that they have stacked talent. But I do believe because of that talent, they are built to win on the road. Okay, let's go down the list here. The Cardinals. 
while a lot of people think that the Cardinals is an aberration. They are the most disrespected 10 and 2 team that I've seen in a long time. Um, for what they actually are showing us and presenting on the football field. I want to know how this conversation is going to go because Isaiah, not to pick on you, Zay here, but you also said in your statement, I remember things vividly. You cannot get anything over the real level. I'm just that type of guy. I remember things that you said five years ago, even though oh. I knew you in five years. I just know. You know what I'm saying? I people on things. You said that, um, well, they have the talent and they won games without Kyler Murray and, and, and this and that. So I'm assuming that you feel that they are a good team and the good teams generally are supposed to win, even if they're not as experienced as the other teams. So granted, whether it's on the road, whether it's at home, most people don't think that the Cardinals are that team. So should it matter if they're home on the road, if you don't even believe in them anyway, or if you do believe in them anyway with their 10-2 record? You see the game that I'm playing here? So yeah, I'm going to exclude the Cardinals because I think that um, on the road, at home, they have the roster and the talent to win, you know, in most cases. Now, Packers, leaves me with you, brother. I got to pick on you. You need home court the most. Number one, you do have a very, 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 um, how can I say it? Out of all home courts that we're talking about here, you probably have the biggest home court advantage. Let's start off there with the obvious, the frozen tundra, right? It's cold. You have to go up there in January where it's snowing and, you know, all sorts of conditions. So, you know, it's different from the Cardinals in the Dome. Anybody can play in the Dome. It's different from the Buccaneers where you're talking about 75 degrees and it's nice out, you know, football weather. But you have the ultimate home court advantage. You might as well use it, right, if you can. And you talk about Aaron Rodgers here, who is a great quarterback. I actually like Aaron Rodgers. A lot of people think that because I, you know, went on the rant that I did early in the show that I don't like Aaron Rodgers. Actually, Aaron Rodgers this year in particular made a fan of me because me and Aaron Rodgers see the world a lot alike. And I like people who see the world like myself because me and that brother can go out for a drink and talk about conspiracy theories, okay? Me and Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> With that being said, when you look at Aaron Rodgers and you look at the Packers, I'm not sure if they can do without home court because even though the Packers own the Bears, or should I say Aaron Rodgers, he'll tell you he owned the Bears, what he doesn't own is the NFC Championship appearances that he so partook in, right? We talking about a 1-4 record in the NFC Championship games. So, yeah, you may own the Bears. You may own the NFC South for that matter. You can go extra Aaron Rodgers. You ain't going to sound too cocky. We already know you're a cocky human being. You might as well go and say you own the NFC um, North. Excuse me. Football. NFC North 2. You can say that. But one thing you don't own is the NFC Championship game. So, the increase your chances of overcoming that record maybe you ought to play at home maybe you ought to make the mathematics a little bit easier for yourself to get to a championship and get your second Lombardi trophy and also x-factor here and I'm gonna pass the rock he's dealing with a toe injury now I'm not sure how severe that toe injury is obviously in the press conference last night he said that toe got worse um so we don't know if there's gonna be a surgery needed is he gonna prolong the surgery get hurt then he might have to get the surgery at a very inconvenient time. There's a lot of ifs, ands, or buts with that toe injury that may linger when they need it not to linger. So with that being said, I'm going to say, and I'm going to agree, that the Packers need the home court advantage the most in the NFC. I think when we um, look at this Green Bay Packers team, um, Lambeau Field, I think, is historically known for being 
the biggest asset for the Green Bay Packers, uh, meaning the frozen tundra. It, it's, it's ridiculous. The way this field is structured, especially in the playoff time, and it's cold. It's not an easy place to play in, um, and especially for teams like from the West Coast or teams that are, are accustomed to hot weather like the Cards or even San Fran. Like, they go into the frozen tundra in January. They're, they're not playing their best football. You know, they're thinking about something else. Their mind is in another place. And, you know, the Green Bay Packers have that as an asset. It's like a handicap match, essentially. You're playing against the Green Bay Packers and also the weather that is existing in the frozen tundra. It's ridiculous. Um, and I think Aaron Rodgers can use this to his advantage. But I think any field that Aaron Rodgers plays in, if he plays in a dome, I don't know if you want to see Aaron Rodgers in a dome. I think that I think that's a big issue because now he can throw the ball as far as he wants without no weather implications, nothing that's changing the trajectory of the pass. And I don't know if you want to see that kind of Aaron Rodgers, especially at this time where he looks like he's just playing lights out football. Um, same thing in like any any other weather. Like I don't know if you want to see Aaron Rodgers in warm weather playing football. Like I just don't. I don't want to see that kind of. Uh, high level of, of quarterback play from him, especially on um, the opposing team, because you don't know what they expect. You don't know if he's going to be on, on one that game. He's going to look like the greatest ever. You don't know what to expect. So I think Aaron Rodgers, he's shooting for that home that home field advantage. He's hoping to clinch sooner than later, because maybe if they clinch that home field advantage, maybe he gets a week off, two weeks off, they'll rest the foot, rest the toe, so he doesn't have to play an extra game of football just to make sure he's prepared for that playoff game, that first playoff game. Um... But that home, field court event, that home field advantage is, I think, what they want the most. Not only because it's, the, of course, their home field, but because of what it brings to other teams and how it affects other teams' passing game, how it can affect their running game. Um, sometimes if the quarterback is like, I know Brett Favre used to talked about it in an interview a long time ago where um, he purposely used to prolong plays and extend, you know, the play longer so the defense will stay on the cold longer to make them stiff, to make them, like, they can't move as well, to make them, like, think about the weather more than the actual play that's going on. So there's a lot of mental games that go into playing in Lambeau Field, especially in January. So that's something that um, I think Aaron Rodgers is shooting for. Yeah. Um, great points by both of y'all, but I'm going to go here. Uh, one, from an injury perspective, yes, he want the home court advantage to rest. He need the extra week to probably heal. The team can use the extra week to heal. But let's be fair and clear. He went to one Super Bowl and he won it on the road. Okay? He didn't win it at home. He won it on the road. And I believe, just like you said, Zay, him playing in warm weather, he might play better than he play at Lambeau. Because go look at his games at Lambeau Field in the playoff. It stinks. Okay, it does. I'm just going to tell you. His numbers is not the same. He's below average. He's below Aaron Rodgers' average. So that means he's playing at a lower level at home in the playoffs. Okay? You go look at the run he made to the Super Bowl. He went on the road. He went to Philadelphia. He went to Atlanta, and he went to Chicago, and he won the Super Bowl. All three on the road, and he won a championship. He just had a championship game at home, and he lost. Maybe he needs to go on the road. I'm just keeping it real. So to me... If I was Aaron Rodgers, I wouldn't even want to be at home. Sometimes the expectation of playing at home may be too much pressure for you. You think everybody think you got to win. You know what I mean? Maybe you need to play a little loose. Because clearly, his one Super Bowl, he won three playoff games on the road. Okay? So that's my take on it. All right. So when we get to the response with Freddie, and we talk about that magical season that the Packers had, and Aaron Rodgers had since we want to single out players here. And, yeah, we are talking about Aaron Rodgers here. So, I guess we could give Freddie a pass. 
on that statement, they went on the road, they won that year. It was a special year in 2010. Now, I can't remember anything about 2010 other than the fact that a lot of people were saying that the world was going to end in 2012, right? And um, <laughs> the Mayans and the Mayan calendar. So, yeah, we have to kind of go back in the history books about 10 years, 10, 11 years to remember such historical season. Now, let's get closer to modern day times and let's get closer to 2021 and we look at... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, half of the year, you can even go there. I remember when I was in college and um, I was watching the NFC Championship game in my dorm room at Monroe College before I transferred there. I know I was going to get out of that school at that moment moment in time when I was watching that game. And they were, it was the Packers and the Falcons on the road in a dome, right? Oh, yeah, because Aaron Rodgers, only if he played in a dome, bro. He could sling that rock 400 yards in a dome, right? Yeah, okay, cool, yeah. Let's talk about the Falcons and the, and the Packers that year. In a dome in Atlanta, to be exactly. On the road, yeah, cool, cool, cool. With Aaron Rodgers, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, to get smoked out the gym by 20-something points. Come on. End of yeah. the debate. But see, I'm not see, buying see, you, sound, you sound crazy, bro. That's just one game. I just gave you another championship, a, a playoff game, but he smoked Atlanta at home. So you just, all you did was just, all you did was pack all that up to say that he lost at Atlanta, but he beat Atlanta at Atlanta. And he blew them away. He blew them out. Go look and, up the and, numbers. And, so, and the so you can you can say 2010 was a long time ago, but if we're going to use that analogy, we should never mention Tom Brady because he started in 2001. What are we talking about here? Okay, so we, we see, about the, see the game. Like the game. And the history of the game was talking that Aaron Rodgers only won one Super Bowl and he won on the road when he did it. That's it. That's the only thing we okay. can go on. Because when he and, played and, at home, and, he lost. So, all right, but, but guess what here? But guess what here? Why would I say he needs to be at home? When clearly he needs to be on the road, that's the only time he won. But Tom Brady has won at home and no, on the road no, as no, well. No, no. So I, the Buccaneers are excluded from this conversation, number one, because he won. I'm, I brought up Tom Brady because you so, brought so up Aaron Rodgers. Who, who we talking about as being old? So, so time out, time out, time out. I, I, maybe I lost. Maybe I was thinking oh, about my bro. second lap and I missed your take. But what team did you ultimately said? Needs home court advantage the most. Maybe I missed that, and I was no. I said Aaron Rodgers do not need home court advantage because I think it's so. So what? What team? What team? To me, it ain't it ain't it ain't Tampa Bay. It's Arizona. Arizona needs home court advantage. They need to be as comfortable as possible in their first playoff run. Okay, because they never made the playoffs. We don't know what they're gonna do in the playoffs. So to me, why pit them in a hostile environment where they could be comfortable at home? And you just talked about. You see how you just backed yourself up. You talk no, about I did not. Aaron Rodgers going on the road. So what if they go on the road against Arizona? Yeah, that's an if. You know what I'm saying? I, so I now watched you... Aaron Rodgers do it already. See you. See you keep telling me about something that might happen. I'm telling you a fact. A fact was Aaron Rodgers won his only Super Bowl by winning playoff games on the road. So my question. I see him at so... home already. He stinks. He lost at home to the Giants, to Eli Manning. He lost at home last year to Tampa Bay championship games. Why do we? What are we talking about? He lost at home. I saw it already. Maybe See, he's vulnerable. I love when you come on the show because it, it just it just gets the extra gear going because you know I get to test out a few experiments here when I'm on the on the show with you, right? And, and it works. So this is why hey, I love you being out, on the bro. show because you're going to spark something in in the real Lil that's going to bring out you know the the fiery debate Lil, right? Yeah. Now you just said right, and yeah. Zay, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe I'm you Please. know maybe things are just going on in my head. But Freddie said that. Maybe the Packers and Aaron Rodgers need to play on the road. Am I correct? Yeah. All right. So Aaron Rodgers and the Packers needs to go on the road. Okay, cool. Arizona 
Cardinals need home court throughout the playoffs more. More. That's, so that's my, my question is what if that Packers team that you just said need to go on the road, go on the road against uh -huh. Arizona? Answer that for me real quickly. Oh, why? Well, I think yeah, yeah, good, good, good. Basically, good. basically, um, Arizona. You don't want Arizona on the road. Like, I think, I think, I, I understand exactly what Freddie's saying. I agree because of one, the youthfulness of the team. That's one. That's first and foremost. Arizona Cardinals are a very young team, and they them going on a road in a playoff game. You don't know how bright the lights are going to be for this team, and that's a, that's a big issue. Um, I think for any team, it's for any young team. Even if the Chargers were like in a playoff spot, them going on the road to play against a team, I don't know how bright the lights are going to be. I don't know if the players are going to show up at the particular time that they need to, need to be. But um, the right. Cardinals, as talented as they are, they are very young. And not only is their team young, but the play call is very young. He's still very green. So he still has a lot of learning to do. And playoff football is way different from regular season football. We all know that. Wait, it's one game, is, in and out. Is that right, boom, right. done. It's, it's, it's okay. one game. And you have one game to get it right. Because if you're not on your A game, that game, it's over. Not only from a player standpoint on the field, the coaching staff, everything is all player. Everybody is basically on in the line for that. But Colin yep. Murray on the road in his first playoff game, I don't know if that's something you want to see. But yep. Aaron well, Rodgers on the road every, every is something, about... it's something he's, 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 no, he's regular for. He's, Aaron Rodgers is known playing on the road and just dismantling team. It seems like he has a boost playing in other people's stadiums and just knocking them off. That, that's what it seems like. Aaron Rodgers has, like, another level. It's home Rodgers, and then it's away Rodgers. Away Rodgers is, is, a, is a beast. He's an animal. But when but he's at home... You just said that the Packers need home court advantage, so what are we talking about here? I said it's, it's, a, it's, it's an advantage for him. Lambeau Field, Lambeau Field is an advantage. Number two, number two, yes. And you did you ultimately answer the question that they need home court advantage throughout? Didn't I said it's an asset for them. It's an asset for them. I, that's what I said. I said having Lambeau Field is an asset it. against opponents. But look, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying Aaron Rodgers' his performance y'all not understanding in the role. Y'all not understanding me. Obviously, Zay, I'm not surprised that you agree with Freddie because it seemed like y'all tag team before the show, <laughs> you know, and y'all come up with that. It's, literally, we can re-roll the taste. But anyway, number two, right, when you look at everything, right, and you look at everything that I just said, the Cardinals have youth. We all know that. They haven't been there before. I'm not even sure what I'm saying. Is this fair? Am I bugging here or should we? Come on. Is this fair? I'm not sure whether it's at home or on the road that they can be able to overcome that youth if that youth does play a factor. I do believe that they have the talent to get to where they need to get. I'm not saying the youth is going to be a factor. I'm not sure. It may be. I'm not going to shoot down that narrative either. But I'm not going to support that narrative either. But what I'm saying is that if that narrative is true, that is the youth, Cliff Kingsbury, he's not a great coach. That's what a lot of people like to say, even though I predicted, once again, when I look crazy and everybody want to call me crazy, I predicted that he was going to be in a head coaching of the year discussions in the preseason. Nobody saw that coming. Nobody saw that coming. Lil, what are you talking about? you just here to make hot takes. Oh, really? Am I? That's the thing I tell you about. When I'm, you know, I, I can see a lot of things before it happened. Maybe I can see the future, too, and hopefully the future is bright. Um, but, yeah, never, nevertheless, if they get to that point, I'm not sure whether it's home or on the road, if we support that narrative, that the home court is going to isolate that situation and make it better for them. I don't know. Right? You're talking about a dome. Tom Brady could play in a dome. And Rodgers could play in a dome. So what, what is that home field advantage? That home field advantage Listen, is not bro. only the Cardinals' home field advantage. It's Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady as well. So why right. do they need it the most anyway? But listen, listen to what I'm saying, though, bro. Imagine the Arizona Cardinals in a hostile environment. See, you're looking at it because they place it be comfortable for Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. That's fair game. 
But imagine the Arizona Cardinals at Tampa Bay in a hostile environment. I mean, they might can't hostile. handle I mean, that pressure. And we've I'm seen a, great a, quarterbacks crack under that type of pressure, plus for the first time. That's all we're saying. That's all we're saying. I mean, to be fair, if you talk about the Buccaneers in, in, in Tampa, right? That You're talking about 75 degrees. We're not talking about, no, you know, out there in the cold. Not elements, bro. Now, if the corners was on the road against the Packers, now you're talking something different because they got to no, go into that cold you trying to tell and win me, that game. You're trying to tell me it won't be a hostile environment if the Arizona Cardinals went to Tampa Bay? I mean, would it, have we known Tampa Bay to be top 10 in fan base perspective? Well, now, Let's because they, like they was winning championships. But now they winning championships, bro. I right, won one. Okay. Oh, the okay. fans are out. No, actually, they won doing. two. But they won two. But let's be fair and clear. They, yeah, won, they two. won one with Tom Brady. With, yeah, with Tom but they still Brady. won that, two championships the, in franchise one. history. You're talking to an historian here, bro. Let's go to the basics. Let's, but look, in you, the Packers, the, the, the Packers have a fan base. They have Tampa a top Bay. five fan base. That's what we're talking the, about. Listen, I hear you. The crowd noise in Tampa Bay will support their team and the only put thing the loud, Arizona Cardinals in a hostile environment. The only thing loud about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Stadium is that daggone pirate ship that be letting off after they score a touchdown. That's it. They don't have the biggest fan base. I watch Tampa Bay games, and I watch I other games. Okay. And I, I know that our fan too. base, I, I know our fan base is not up there. Okay. If you're I talking about Kyler Murray going on the road in the cold, Come on, it's not no debate here. Listen, I'm not, I'm not debating. His That's why the answer is the Packers. Aaron Rodgers, regardless of what you want to say, he proved already. It's done already. He can win. Ten years ago, road. 10, 11 years ago. It doesn't matter how long ago it was. 10, bro. 11 years ago. Arizona have yet to prove they can do anything. 10, 11 years ago. Aaron no. Rodgers proved it, though, son. We got to admit 11, that. 10, 11 listen, years ago. Listen, did he ever win other playoff games alone? it was. The did talent he, did level win? is did, different from listen, where it was. You only like to go back in history when it's convenient for Tom Brady. You have mentioned every what? Super Bowl that he won, every what? hostile environment that he played in, all the numbers that he do. When we mention another quarterback, when his history, you want to wash it away like it's a decade ago. I'm not going back 10, 11 years from my debate. I went back last year when I talked about Tom Brady. Last year. the only time he won. But that's the the only Lisa, time Trump, the only time have to go that far in history. Super Bowl, you listen, see, when you have to go Aaron... that far, 10, 11 years in history to win a debate, you lost a debate. Yeah, but when you listen, have to go no, that don't. far, no, you don't. Time. Listen, no, you don't. Because about 11 bring... years. No, 10, no, 11 don't, years. No. My niece, I had a, I had about two nieces that was born in that, that span. Let me say something to you right years. now. Let me say something to you right now. When you're a sports historian, you pull on historical moments. That's what sports historians do. So when I'm in the present day, we all second. know the sports change. Yeah. Sports Listen change. Listen what I'm saying. It evolves. Debate, it's not the same. I, it's not 1999. Exactly. Yeah. I, I hear what that. you're saying. When I'm making debate, it's Michael 2021. Jordan and LeBron James, I'm going back 30 years, and I can win that debate any day of the week. Okay. okay? That's a... That's a, that's a so my point of it is, you gotta pull on history when you talk. When you talking about uh, when you talking about teams, history teams. don't got nothing to do with it because it's a present day team. And we're not talking about individuals. We're not comparing Michael Jordan yeah. and LeBron James. Listen, we we but, do the encyclopedia for that debate. But when no. we talking about team construction, we're not supposed to go 10, 11 years. The game has changed. The offices, the the, the plays change. The coach changed. Mike McCarthy, yeah. Mike Ford. Two listen, different coaches, two listen, different listen philosophies. You listen, who's the best player on Green Bay, common denominator, 10 years ago and right now? Aaron Rodgers, no doubt about it. That's what we're talking Devontae about. Adams. I'm saying that Aaron Rodgers but still, but still, I didn't mention Green Bay. Like you I said, Aaron when Rodgers was in your last bait, who cost listen, in that game? Listen, Aaron Rodgers right? proved so now, that he oh, can go so on the road. 
He's the best player on the team. That's what we're judging it on. Why are we trying to bring all these other components into it when you because know we're based on Aaron Rodgers? This is a quarterback a game. game. It's not an Aaron Rodgers question. Though. It is, though. But it is, Wait, though. The question is, but do the is, Packers, though. not do Aaron Rodgers, do the Packers we're... need home court advantage the most? Listen. Not Aaron Rodgers. Listen, and we know we know this though, but we talk about quarterbacks. This is a quarterback league, okay? And when it's a quarterback league, and the best player on the team, the one that got to perform and, and the most is Aaron Rodgers. Last week you said football, right? When we talked about it's the, the most Lamar reliant Jackson, team sport. I know that, but still the most the most important go. player on the and court, the team. Listen, I didn't see Tom Brady lose Super, Super Bowls when he did everything he could to win those Super Bowls. I've seen it. So in the most team relying sport, no matter how good Aaron Rodgers plays, he still need his team to play in his what coach the? to make good you decisions. Already. I just don't see that argument when you're talking about if you think the youth will come into effect. Can somebody please understand what I'm saying here? Somebody no, on the show is going to understand what I'm saying. I'm pretty sure. We're talking about two in a world with millions of people. Somebody's going to understand <laughs> what I'm saying. Okay, that if you talking about youth, I don't care if you're home on the road, the youth will kick in. When the Cardinals played the Packers this year, at home, at home, when they were undefeated, they lost that game in a, in a chess match, right? That's what they did. They lost that same game at home in a game where the stakes were higher. When the Packers were undermanned, they still lost at home. So if we're going to sit here and say the youth is going to kick in, why the hell we think even at home they can still win if the youth kicked in in the regular season at home against that same Packers team? Just okay. Base let me close. hit you with it. Okay, let me hit you with this real quick. And this is this this this. this we in here. <laughs> this this end it right now. From a statistical perspective, oh, do most okay. from a statistical perspective do most teams win at home or on the road? Look at Zay. Zay smiling. What's Zay, the what's the one that I don't know what you did before because I didn't see your argument, but that last point was hell of a hell of a way to go out because I bought no, it. No, because in the what regular I'm season, to tell you is in a big most moment teams win on Thursday at home, night, bro. Without the was Devontae Adams playing? Nope. nope. Most teams win at home, yes or no? Nope. I get uh, teams playing the playoffs on the road and teams that play in the playoffs at home. Most of the times, the home team will win by percentage. So off of that number right there. Of course, Arizona want to be at home. That's what they're fighting for right now. Yeah, every team want to be at home, to be exact. That includes the Buccaneers. That includes the Packers. That includes every team that's playing in the NFL. Your goal right. is to play at home. But I don't get that point and how that yeah, fits into the what point is. The point is, the reason why we say they need home court advantage the most is because most likely when you play at home, you win. So yeah. they're a younger team. They need that advantage because and they have yet saying, to prove that they can and win you on the road. Haven't the percentage... even like shed light to to literally say that you understand where I'm coming from. If no, we're no. talking about youth, and we're no. talking about not experience, Listen. yo, that Zay, would kick in bro. at home or on the road because it kicked in in the regular season against the Packers team that was undermanned that didn't even have Devontae point, Adams bro. in that game. You're missing the point, man. You missing. And the they point. got outplayed. You're missing the so point. So what are bro. we talking about here? The youth is going to kick in regardless. You're missing the point. They. If Colin I'm going to end here. I'm going to end here. Yeah, I just please. think, as we move on for time, because we still got about two more topics that we running for time, <laughs> I think yeah. Zay, that the Packers' asset of having a legit home court advantage, we're not talking about fans only. We are talking about weather, right? If you talk about Cardinals, you, you talk about fans. Okay, cool. If you talk about Tampa Bay, you talk about fans. Every team has fans. 
every especially in the playoffs, they have fans. Right. I'm But yeah. the Packers have weather on their side. They yeah. have fans on their side. They have all that on their side and a good quarterback, a great quarterback. I'm not even going to show come in, but a great quarterback on their side as well at home, all things combined. That's an asset, and that's why they need it. Now you're pumped. You got to get ready for the big payback. The Cowboys hold off the Washington football team, come back to take a commanding NFC East lead. Should we be more confident in the Cowboys' championship aspirations after the win? As I know, I talked a lot. I'm the start of this show. I'm going to send the rock over to Zay. Let's start us off, and then Fred, you could take over, and then I add my yeah. piece. So, man. Oh, the Cowboys. Uh, I do not. I, I don't know. Because I, I know the Cowboys, the way they've been playing so far, is just a team that's. I'm I'm stuck for words. I think that this defense is playing better as each week goes on. I think Parsons saying the NFL is easy. You know, I don't like hearing those words because that's when usually things get a lot tougher than using the week following. Um, and I think the defense is what's helping this team move along um, as the weeks go on. I just think the offense is starting to become a little stagnant and they're having a very confusing power struggle between Elliott and um, Pollard. I think they have to figure that out on offense in order for me to just say the Cowboys championship aspirations are real. And um, but right now, I would, I would still say they're still in the bubble. They're still like trying to figure themselves out offensively. Um, I know once Dak Prescott came back from that injury not too long ago, he hasn't been the same. He hasn't been the same Dak Prescott since um the first couple of weeks when he played against Tampa, which looked like an outstanding game. So I still have uh, I'm still very questionable about this Cowboys team, but I think they're in the right direction. I just think that Pollard may need more touches than Elliott at this current moment because of how explosive he's looking. Mm. Now I hear you. Listen, this this Parson guy, he's a player. He's a player. And he's a stud, right? He's a young stud. We didn't see him do it year in and year out, but right now, he's a stud. And he changes their defense. Um, he makes timely plays. He's a very gifted player. And it changed their defense into a solid defense where the defense is scary enough that they can get a turnover on any play and turn the game around. That's, that's the one element they got right there. As far as their offense, uh, Dak Prescott, and with all the weapons that he got, offensive line, the running Ezekiel Pollard, and C.D. Lamb, and, and all of these players that he got over there, Cooper Cup, all of these players, oh, boy, they underachieving. Um, they underachieving. They, sh they should have the best offense in the league. They are geared to have the best offensive league per talent-wise. Offensive line, running game, passing game, they should have the best offense in the league, and they underachieving. Okay? They just, Washington football team, that's what we're going to pit them against. The NFC East stinks. Okay? I got my Eagles stuff on, but the NFC East stinks. Okay? They're going to win this division by default. We're not going to mention them up there with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or for the Green Bay Packers or even for the Arizona Cardinals, for that matter. They're not, they not there. They're going to make the playoffs. Everybody's going to do hoorah about the Cowboys. They might win the playoff game because they're going to have a home game, maybe. And that's it. Lights out second week, second round of the playoffs. And to me, the offensively, they're just underachieving. Might that do Parsons, though, really quick before I pass it over to you, Cuzzo? He's a real player. He's a real player. I don't like the LT comparisons. Way too early for that. But he's a player. And a dude from the NFC East, I don't like him. It looks like he's going to be a problem for us for a decade to come. 
Wow, this is actually going to be one of the weird times today that we all on board here. I'm not sure if I would go the extra mile in saying that they are a championship contender. I would say that they are a playoff team clear. Let's be clear yeah. here. That's obvious. Mm-hmm. Yep. The LT comparison, yeah, I'm not ready for all that. Defensive player of the year, let's have a conversation. Let's have a conversation. <laughs> Defensive player of the year. Because he's that impactful mm-hmm. and has shown his value on that side of the ball. I'm down to have a conversation for not only defensive rookie of the year. No, 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 no. He fits the criteria for bigger things, which is defensive player of let the me, year based off his impact. Really, really quick, real quick. I'm sorry to cut you off. How many sacks do we got for the season? Anybody know? I I, I don't got that stat in front of me 13, right now. I, I believe. Know, I believe 13. 13. I know I he I had a sack in six straight games. That I do know. Okay. I don't All right. Know. No, no, no. I just want to, I just want to hear his numbers. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I think it's 13. I believe it's 13. Yeah, they, they made a day. I think he's... um. He was in a record, I believe. It's a history. It's a historical record. I think they're like um, most amongst rookies or something like that. 13, mm-hmm. something like that. I mean, look, he had a sack fumble on, uh, what's the name, on Taylor Heineke. Yeah, that right. obviously turned into a touchdown. He mm-hmm. had also had another play as well, a couple other plays in the game. But yeah, listen, no, this guy's a stud. And I think that when you look at the Cowboys, we knew the offense was talented. The question was, how can we get this defense from being dead last or second to dead last Mm-hmm. to being a middle-of-the-pack defense enough where they have the talent to make a playoff run. Now, I think they did a good job of doing that, which is hiring the right defensive coordinator and Dan Quinn trying to win. Also, getting a guy like Trayvon Dix to up his game a little bit more. Not saying he's a shut-down corner by any means necessary. Clearly not. But he's right. an all-pro corner playing into one this year as well, what he can do having a knack for the football and turnovers. Now we got that. And now you have to hit during the draft. This is big. And they hit with Michael Parsons. Now you have an impactful guy on that side of the ball. Not to mention Gregory came back and made some plays at the line of scrimmage, tipping the ball and having an interception. This defense alone can make enough plays. They're go-getters, right? They don't stop you. They're not, they not shut down, but they get turnovers and they score with it. They can make this team a legit contender, however... Dak Prescott needs to step it up. He has too much talent to be making boneheaded interceptions in this in, in what he did in this game. Clearly cannot happen. And I don't care how good the script is, how good the director is. If the actor ain't playing his part, then guess what? You need to depart because the movie is going to be trash. And right mm. now, no matter how much weapons that the Cowboys have, Mike Gallup and C.D. Lamb Chop and um, Amari Cooper, he's a state trooper. I don't care. That <laughs> Prescott needs to do what it do. And if he yeah. doesn't, then he's going to be out in round yeah. two or maybe one. Yeah, I'm so with him. you with that. Round two or one. Yeah. You see, I tried to rhyme there. That's why I had to go round two or one. Like the flow. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to go as we had it for time. We'll be right back after these brief messages. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back here on In the Huddle to close the show. Urban Meyer denies the Jacksonville report that came out over the weekend that took everybody by storm. And I quote, if there is a source, that source is unemployed. Walking around like he pretty boy Floyd. I just added that little last line. The rhyme here, obviously, you know the song. Should Urban Meyer be the one unemployed though today? And as my... Laptop is going to die. You know, I'm going to just go ahead and get my word in. Let everybody else get in here as well. 
Um, first off, I want to say this. You know, when we talk about Urban Meyer, and we like to criticize him for good reasoning. I mean, come on now. We all know why we need to criticize the guy. But what we do need to criticize, number one, firstly, is a dumbass who actually made the hire. Why nobody talking about him? Mr. Dowd Khan, right? Because number one, when this guy back in, I think it was 10 years ago. Yeah, 10 years ago, he decided to buy the team. $760 million to be exact. Not counting the brother pockets, but it is what it is. $760 million to be the owner of the Jags. We got to realize that when we look at this question, should he be the one unemployed? Yes. Clear. He should be unemployed on the line, the unemployment line today, to be exact. But with that being said, when you look at Shao Khan, the owner of the Jaguars, resume and how lenient he all, he is to coaches, then we should not be surprised that this brother still has a job. And we should be surprised if he is fired, if that makes sense, even though he deserves to be fired. he I will be shocked if he is fired simply by digging up the resume of Shao Khan. When you talk about 10 years and a 10-year span of Jack's ownership, he has had a 41 and 16, oh, excuse me, a 41 and 116 record. And he only had four coaches in that span, four coaches. With that losing record, that shows you his leniency towards coaching. That shows you his lack of experience in owning a football team to say, okay, we're going to make this decision based off tickets and not no sort of game plan, you know, no sort of system. Clearly, from day one, we knew Urban Meyer didn't know what he was doing. I can tell by the way how you draft if you know what you're doing or not. Travis Antiani was not needed when you have James Robinson, who was the breakout star of this team and for the NFL for that quite matter. So by your draft moves, I can tell a lot. By the way you conduct yourself, I can tell a lot. Shao Khan has to be put the blame the most on because he doesn't have the experience and he decided to chase tickets instead of chasing W's. And that's where we have to draw the line. Now with Urban Meyer and I and here, the fact that the report is that he came out and said that his um, coaching staff were losers. Obviously, Marvin Jones and him got into it. What Urban Meyer needs to realize is that you're in the NFL. There you go. When you're dealing with players that are on scholarships that can take the amount of BS that you throw, they can take that because they're on scholarships. Okay, you have them under your palm. But when you talk about grown men making millions of dollars, yep. you need to check yourself before you wreck yourself. Those should dumb Listen, man, uh, Urban Meyer is a clown. Mm-hmm. Just going to call it what it is, right? Uh, he should have stayed in a college where you could pick your players, where you can get you get a, a great uh, recruiting class, okay? You get the best talent, and then you just go put them out there, coach them up, young men, and you win national championships. When you're dealing with grown men, though, and grown people, okay, guess what's going to happen? You got to know how to be a leader of men, not a leader of boys, Okay, when he's in college, he's a leader of boys, turning them into men. When you in the NFL, you have to be a leader of men, and clearly he's not a leader of men. You brought in Tebow. What's that about? That's clown stuff. This is why I called you a clown. You're a clown for bringing in Tebow. You brought in a dude that played in the NFL 15, 20 years ago, played, tried to play baseball, and you try to bring him on your roster. Nobody's going to respect you right there. 
the, the roster's not going to respect you. The coaching staff is not going to respect you. The local media is not going to respect you. Your competitors is not going to respect you. Commentators not going to respect you. That's a clown move. He needs to be. He needs to coach boys. He mm-hmm. can't coach men. Mm-hmm. And um, at the end of the day, he will be back in college, and he probably won another national championship. Okay, no disrespect to Nick Saban. That's why he stayed in college. He understood it. I can coach boys and teach them how to be young men, but I can't coach men and be a leader of men. Urban Meyer is not a true leader of men. He's a leader of boys. Moving on. I think when we look at the um, Urban Meyer needs to be fired immediately. I, I said that since early on. Like that, that's just what I always felt like. This um, laid out flat. I didn't like the fact that he put Carlos Hyde. Over James Robinson at one point in the season. I never liked that. James Robinson was a guy who came in his rookie season. I think he had 1,200, 1,300 yards. Yep. Yeah, um, he was the main um, number one target, number one offensive weapon on the Jaguars last year when they were abysmal, when Minshew was um, quarterbacking and they had another guy, I forgot, back quarterback as well um, this season. So, um, you know, I just never liked Urban Meyer since that, since that point. And then everything else, all the scandals and everything else and other crap that was happening throughout the season is only making it worse. I, I just think he needed to be fired from a long time ago. I understand Urban Meyer was the quote-unquote big splash free agent coach that was supposed to bring attendance to the stadium, that was supposed to bring noise. Um, oh, he, he had all these championships in college, and that's one thing. College and NFL are two different things. You go from, like you said, scholarships to guys actually getting paid millions of dollars to play football. And you can't talk to them the same way. You can't talk to these coaches the same way. You have to understand that you're going from the adult in the room to being on equal with your equals, essentially, in the room. And you have to talk to them as equals, not as, oh, I'm the coach. You do this. I do, you do that because I said so. That, it's not, it's not going to work like that. Especially when these guys are losing football games. They're not in winning situations. And when you're putting, making plays and drawing up these plays where it's only um, – limiting what they can do on the field one but two they're getting more frustrated with the play calling no one's gonna want to listen to you no one cares to listen to you so it's time for him to go um him you know like i said belittling his coaching staff is terrible him belittling it's horrible any other individuals is just not it just shows what kind of human being he is opposed to just him as a coach as a human being in general it's just not a good look and um I, it's a sound bite that also gets me every time. He, he I think he was talking to a coach like that. It's like playing Alabama every night. Yeah, because you're getting your games stomped out every night. That's exactly what it was looking like. So uh Urban Meyer, you know, you, you had a good run, but it's time to go back to college or even high school. Learn learn the basics. I don't know what the basics. He had a good run in college, not in the NFL. But right. Shao Khan, this is what you signed up for. So are you enjoying it? Is the question. Is this publicity still the publicity that you wanted? Right, because we could look, look look at it from that perspective. I mean, he wanted the attention. He wanted right. to sell tickets. Now the mm-hmm. Jaguars is in the media. When has the Jaguars ever been in the media? If it wasn't for Urban Meyer, you think we'll be talking about it on In the Huddle? We ain't talking about Urban Meyer. So mm-hmm. is this what they want? Well, clear, they're trying to sell tickets. They have the number one pick in the draft, Trevor Lawrence. And they figured, hey, bring in another high-profile coach and let's bring some attention to Jacksonville. Because at the end of the day, he's looking at his bottom line, and he ain't looking at W's. Right? He's looking at, yo, how could I get money? How could I make money? I paid all this money for this team. It's time to get a return on this thing. At the end of the day, horrible, though, man. The, the Jacksonville Jaguars is a train wreck. Okay? I mean, Urban under- Meyer is the conductor of this train. He's robbing them right into the ground. The underutilizing of James Robinson mm. has been evident. He's your best player on your team. 
why is he being underutilized? Oh, I can tell you why, actually. I can answer my own question because of that Hoddle's Hyde connection. There's a connection between those two fellas dating back to college. That's why. Why? Oh, let's hire our homeboys. t Whoa. Right? Let's do that. And he clearly does not know what he's doing from all the highest, the strength and conditioning coach, from everything. Has been a trickle-down effect to the dumpster fire that we are witnessing and talking about here on this very damn show. Yep. They need to fire this guy. I'll be shocked if they fired him today. Would I be shocked if they fired him at the end of the year? No, but yes. Simply because of the track record of Khan and how he is very lenient with coaches and how he wants to stick it out for whatever reason. I don't know what it is. But Urban Meyer clearly is not an NFL coach. No. And um, listen, you have Trevor Lawrence. A lot of people this, this time around, you know, when he was in college, they was like, avoid the Jets. Don't go back to college. Go back to Clemson to avoid the Jets. Now, granted, the Jets are the Jets, but they're not the Jags. Yeah, the Jags look bad. And I'm going to be honest with you, man. When, you are, when you're a head coach in any professional sport, um, you got to be like a guidance counselor too, man. You got to know how to, you gotta know how to um, be like a third, right? You're dealing with issues not just on the court but off the court. And you got to know how to talk to men a certain way. Men, you're not telling them what to do. You advising them what to do. It's like being a, a life coach, right? You advising them what to do, not just with football, but life. I said you giving them good advice, good sound advice, so they can make their lives even better. He's talking to these dudes like they college kids, and they got a curfew. Okay, okay. I make more money than you. Shut up. That's what they probably told him. Okay, shut up. I actually make more money than you. When you're talking to a college kid and he's trying to become a young man, you you giving him rules and boundaries because, you know, you want him to be understand the sacrifice to the next level. But he's dealing right now. He's dealing with grown men. Grown men that can knock him upside the head. If Clear. They to. Clear. Yeah. And he's talking to them like he's he, he reckless. And at the end of and the he's day, not that's showing a good example on his too. behalf. Because that's, of that video. Remember that video with him at the bar? That's not showing a good example. Brother was trying to get his cat daddy on. You know what I'm saying? That's not how you do it, brother. You know what I'm saying? So he hasn't been a leader. And Mm -hmm. that has been a trickle-down effect. And while we talk about the Jaguars, who only won two games on the year. And ladies and gentlemen, that pretty much wraps up, in that short of terms, another episode of In The Huddle EP 183. The debates was in. Okay, we've been at it for the whole entire show. I can't wait for the world to hear it. And we play it on our social media platforms. Can you dig sports radio on Instagram? Don't forget to keep it locked to the Freddy system and his show on Can You Dig Sports on mon- mornings, yes. 6 to 10. My name is not Ben. 6 to 10, we told my hair. We also got In the Huddle as well. 3 to 7, afternoon drop. It's a vibe. And we also got Shot Takes. We also got Big Boy Sports. We also got Midnight Marauder as well. We got the full package on Can You Dig Sports. Keep it locked, guys, fellas. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. And I no hope doubt. you enjoy the game tonight. The Cardinals yeah. and the Rams is going down Monday Night Football. Zay, I'll be looking forward to talking about that game tomorrow morning. Sir. Yo, always good to be with y'all guys, man. See y'all next Monday. Definitely see yes, y'all sir. next Monday. Peace.